What's up, Shared Interest Podcast? How about episode number three? And what are we going to talk about today? How about billiards, also known as pool or snooker? You play it with a cue on a slate table with raised and cushioned edges. Oh, it's so edgy. Let's dive into a shared interest in the game of pool. Where did it come from? Where did it go? I don't really know, but I've got the internet. And I got my friend, Anthony. And that's all you need to make a great podcast. So, let's do it. The origin of billiards will probably never be exactly pinpointed. While it may have sprung from earlier games played with balls on a table in China, Italy, or Spain, the best guess is that it originated in France as an indoor version of a lawn game similar to croquet. Want to come over and play my lawn game, Danny? Hmm? Hmm? Well, it seems like they don't really know uh, whether pool was invented in Europe or Asia or why it would make any difference. So there's probably parallel things going on, not unlike music or art, where you have different people in different places that aren't really connected, and yet they're developing the same types of recreation, entertainment, stuff like that. They're all just people. People who like playing pool. The most popular form of pool, eight ball, was invented about 1900. In eight ball, one player or team shoots the low balls, those numbered one through seven, which are represented by solid colors and the other shoots the high balls, or stripes. Once a player has made all seven of his balls, he or she can sink the eight ball to win the game. I don't know about you. I'm trying not to get distracted by the way she says balls. I don't want my podcast to be terribly juvenile, but it is kind of funny listening to it. Anyway, so eight ball. It's what we've always done for as long as I can remember. You play the low balls, you play the high balls, you play the solids, the stripes, whatever. You try not to sink the eight ball out of turn. Who hasn't had fun doing this? I mean, there's other ways to play pool, though, and they're a little bit more devious. Yes, they have a little bit more to do with gambling. Yes. Nine ball originated as a gambling game about 1920. Only nine of the 15 balls are used and the object is to sink the nine ball. The cue ball must first hit the lowest numbered ball on the table, but the nine ball is often pocketed early either on a carom or on a combination shot off the original object ball. Right. They figured out how to gamble on it. Once you get the gambling involved, it can lead to a bit of a seedy element. Counterculture that comes out of that with the anti-hero guys and the smoky rooms, the pool hall hustler. It's made for great adaptation into film and literature and art, stuff like that. Uh, I'm also vaguely aware that pool was played as a professional sport. And from that, I was aware of the name Minnesota Fats. So I searched it up, and now I have a Minnesota Fats segment. Minnesota Fats, known for being the best player in the world. That's my business. Top pool player in the world for money. What? Rack the balls, please. One thing certain. He's the greatest money player the world has ever known. Rack the balls, please. Way back in the early 20s, I could make a living playing pool. No other living creature on earth could make a living playing pool. The other greats had to play huh? exhibitions. You 
They might go all the way to California on Route 30 and come back on Route 50. They couldn't make no living playing pool for money because they win and they lose and they win and they lose. You win and lose and win and lose, you wake up without a match. Holy gibberish. What is he talking about? Um, when I started this, I only knew the name Minnesota Fats. It was somehow in pop culture for me was the idea that Minnesota Fats is a pool player. So when I made the podcast, what I found out is he's a pretty unpleasant old man and he's got his own instructional video. He spends most of it just talking mad shit about other pool players and how he's the number one guy. He's just so proud of his own legacy. Um, he also has his own hair metal theme song. <laughs> That's all about him making money on the felt. Yeah. Um, the Minnesota Fats rabbit hole was truly fantastic. I highly recommend it for everyone. But enough about him. Now it is time for me to bring on my guest. And this is a gentleman in every sense of the word. And he's a gentleman who knows a lot about the game of pool. His name is Anthony, and let's bring him on. First off, I'll do your bragging for you. You're an amazing pool player. It, like the skill level of whoever you would see on TV, it's, it's no bullshit. It's all legit. To my knowledge, you didn't grow up with a pool table like in the house or in your living arrangements. It wasn't like you were some dude who had a, a savant set up in the garage. Yeah, honestly, uh, really one of the first couple times I ever played pool, like my grandfather had a uh, had a place that had a pool table and I played a couple games of eight ball with him and I was like, oh, this is kind of fun, this is interesting. And I was a teenager and I was like, like somewhat decent at it. Like, oh, I can be these old guys. So that, that's kind of fun. I wasn't hustling the senior citizens at the time. I mean, now I am, but. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm definitely a novice. I can't play with, with you guys. But I know the eight ball game. Walk me through eight ball versus nine ball. How it kind of went with me is like, you know, I started playing when I was a kid. And then, you know, fast forward to like when I was like 19 to 20. And like everybody at the time played eight ball on these on these little bar tables, which are like like the seven foot tables that you see in are those the ones with the quarter slots? yeah yeah exactly yeah 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 you put the quarter table in the quarter tables whatever and uh like we started playing and playing and then all of a sudden like we looked over yonder in the same pool hall and they got these big tables which were like oh we're afraid of those because we can't make a ball on those tables and everybody over there is playing nine ball and we're like oh what's this game about so we you know we we start learning about nine ball and figuring it out. And I'm like, oh, you can make a lot more money playing nine ball. There's more tournaments and better players. So like me, your brother, a bunch of us just started playing nine ball. Like, I guess how it goes for pool players. Like, I play a lot of tournaments that are eight ball tournaments. But for the most part, where the money's at, or where the fun's at, is nine ball. Why is it better to gamble on nine ball? Well, eight ball is a very straightforward game in the sense of you got your seven balls and there's the eight ball. So it's kind of a race to the eight ball to see who's going to win the game. That's obviously the, the easy concept. With nine ball, you can sink the nine ball and win the game at any given moment. You don't have to run the seven balls before that. And there's also the, the concept of, you know, in nine ball, which in rotation pool, whether you're playing nine ball or ten ball, you can't just hit any ball. 
you have to you have to hit the next ball in rotation. So with eight ball, if you're stripes, you're stripes. You make a stripe. Hey, just look around the table. Is there is there another stripe you can make? And a lot of people will talk shit about that. They'll be like, oh, it's an easy game because like it's flop counts. But at the same time, if you're a good player, or especially on the professional level, if you're on the professional level, it's not the easier game. It's the much harder game because you got to the right shot every single time, no matter what. You got to make your shot and get shape on the next ball. And your next ball is not a possibility of five different shots. It's a possibility of one ball into whatever pocket it goes into. Right, you, know? you can't bail yourself out by shooting some stripe that's been sitting next to the corner pocket for 10 straight. Exactly. Yeah, so that's why a lot a lot of your better players will go towards 9-ball and 10-ball. Those are the two games that it's like, oh, it's rotation. It's like, oh, this is going to be harder for my opponent to beat me with luck. Now, if he beats me, just beats me. That's going to work. All right, so walk me through the tournament setup because I'm fascinated by this whole thing. How does it actually work? Help me figure out the box score of the pool tournament. For the most part, pool tournaments are double elimination. There's an entry fee, so everybody in the tournament has to pay a certain fee. You play your matches, and if you win, you advance to the next round. If you lose, you go to B side. Okay, so that makes sense. Double elimination. Somebody's going to go to the loser's bracket and fight their way out and get to be Cinderella, perhaps. Let me explain a normal night for me. Yes, please do. <laughs> a, a normal. I would love to. A hear normal that. full play night for me. <laughs> a normal full play night for me is I'll go gamble a little bit. I'll go play my league, and then after the league's done, ten or fifteen different people are gonna be like hanging on a pool hall. And they're like, "Oh, what's gonna happen? Everybody's drinking beer, having a good time. We're all friends." And then, like, somebody flips a quarter. The action is on. Help me understand. So somebody flips a coin? I don't, I don't follow. Somebody just walk up to a pool table and just flip a coin. And we'll all hear it. It makes that sound when it hits the slate. Yeah. Kind of what we're listening for. And we'll hear it. And we're like, all right, game on. I had no idea that flipping a coin onto a pool table was like tapping your foot in the men's room. I had no idea that the sound of a coin <laughs> on the table was, was a toe tap. That's fascinating to me. I have to talk about pool players in the media and the way that the image is portrayed because it's one of those cool kid type of things. Absolutely, bro. Let me break down the media that I'm aware of on the game of pool. So you've got Minnesota Fats, who was a famous pool player. You have the trick shot competition where they would like shoot it through Dixie cups. It was like beer pong on a pool table. No, you're you're exactly right. And then there's like a Black Widow, and she was a female player from the Philippines, I think, or something like that. And she was really good. Um, And then Tom Cruise and, help me out, it wasn't the guy from Jaws. It wasn't Richard Dreyfuss. It was somebody famous like that. (laughs) <laughs> Who was it? The guy from the um, the spaghetti sauce, Paul Newman? It was... Uh, Paul Newman. Paul okay. Newman, yeah. Um, so Paul Newman and Tom Cruise. I've never seen The Color of Money, I'm pretty sure. The Color of Money? Yes. Yep, Color okay. of Money. You never no, saw it? Fuck no. The fuck would I watch that for? What's wrong Jesus with you, bro? Jesus Christ, what a waste of time that would be. 
<laughs> I might record a podcast that no one listens to, but watching that movie would be a waste of time. <laughs> Trust me on that. Dude, honestly, like, it's so weird. When it, when it comes to, like, pool players that I hang out with, whatever, and of course I hang out with a lot of them, there's always some sort of reference to Color of Money or another movie called The Hustler, which was the original. So The Color of Money was a sequel to a 1960s movie, 19, I think 66, um, called The Hustler, which was also Paul Newman when he was young. Like, it started there, and then it went, like, you know, 20 years in the future with Color of Money. Basically, it's just different generational shit that happens or that potentially could happen with billiards. And it kind of shows you, like, the goods and the bads of being a hustler. Here's the thing is I don't know anything about Paul Newman's career. I know that there's some Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. But here's the thing with the pool players. You're so much cooler than the bowling league guys with the matching shirts. There's an element of cool. They're they're rock and roll badass. You're not quite skateboarders. You know what I mean? You haven't quite ascended to, to the snowboarder skateboarder thing. The pool player occupies that weird space in the middle between bowling and X Games. And it's it's kind of neat. I guess everybody who does anything, whether it's bowling or whatnot, wiffle ball, is a normal person outside of that realm. Or they right? try to be, except for Jeffrey um, Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer was not a normal person outside of whatever realm that he was in. So I don't know why I got to bring up the exception that makes the rule. It's just, it's a dicky way to have a conversation. <laughs> so, so, so in those gambling situations, I got to ask, so do you declare your rank or do you let the shooting do the talking? How does that work? What's the etiquette on that? Uh, the etiquette is to be honest because nobody wants to be cheated especially out of money. For me, I just try to be up front and be like, hey, and I don't tell them I'm a certain speed or anything. I just kind of show it. Like, I'm like, hey, let's play a couple games. And I'll, and I'll show some shots that once they see me make those shots, they're like, oh, okay, this guy's pretty good. As we kind of close out today's podcast, open floor. Anything you want to say about billiards, Hmm. Well, more specifically to myself, it's just driven my adulthood, you know? Good, bad, or fucking indifferent. I don't give a shit. Like, Wait, wait. Did you just say good, bad, or indifferent? I don't give a shit. I'm going to write that down, no. by the way. Right? Hold on. We're going to re- we're gonna reset this question because we're not going out with the fucking rebel without a cause. I think what happened is I asked that question and you immediately went to the Tom Cruise... I, I, even though I haven't seen the movie, that's what I picture him doing. Is, this is what I mean. You're almost to the surfer, skateboarder, <laughs> snowboarder level, but just, it doesn't quite work. L- let me set that question up for you again and ask for your final thoughts on billiards. Uh, final thoughts, man. I love it. It's For me, it's a way of life because there's so many players and there's so much action and there's just there's always something to do when it comes to the game of pool. I'll never, I will never give it up. That's perfect. That's such a huggy way to to wrap this up. Grab a tree, hug that shit. It's all hugs. All right. Thanks very much to Anthony for coming on. That ends the Shared Interest Podcast for Billions. See ya. <laughs>